All right, welcome back to Rum and Cinema. Uh, it has been a while, but we are back with three movies this week. We're going to be talking about Us, Captain Marvel, and Avengers Endgame. So obviously, spoilers galore ahead, but before we get into that, Jake, Nate, how are you guys doing? Not too bad. How are you? Oh, just, you know, dandy. I'm done watching Marvel movies other than Spider-Man, so it's a great day. <laughs> For now. Mm. That's what you say. I'm out. Uh, Anything but Spider-Man, I'm out. Mm. All I don't versions need another. of Spider-Man? Yeah, I'll watch animated or, like, Tom Holland. All right. I'll so stop there. we just got to get Spider-Man into every Marvel movie. I mean... Fuck. Assuming he takes the place of, of Tony Stark, you know, he'll just make cameos in every movie. And we'll be like, oh, ben, God. it's a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, dude, you got to come in and watch this. Come watch Captain Marvel 2 and a half featuring he pr- Ant-Man He probably and is the most popular one that they have now. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to take the mantle for sure. But, I I mean, the new trailer for Spider-Man made it seem like Mysterio's going to be a good guy for a bit, which, who knows how that goes, but oh, yeah. we'll get into that, that when it comes out. It'd be a total twist that no one will ever expect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you know the thing called the Sinister, Sinister Six? We're going to start that right now. They're just copying that from the Spider-Man video game. <laughs> You know, they need to get it from somewhere. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about is the movie Us. Uh, Jordan Peele's flick was out uh, early February when we saw it. What did you guys think of the movie? I actually, I went through sort of a roller coaster with Us. In the end, I'll mm-hmm. say this to start off. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I'm very glad I yeah. saw it. Um, it was a definitely like a food for thought kind of movie where after you see it you spend a you know you're going to spend a while thinking about that movie. Yeah. Um not all of it good. There were some things that you know just kind of irked me about the movie. And then mm-hmm. as I was watching it, I'll say that I definitely really liked it because when the movie starts off, I and from the previews you think it's going to be like a horror thriller. And and that's how it starts off. And then partway through the movie you're like they they really change it up on you and it's it's no longer like just this simple horror thriller, but it's almost like this psychological, type, you know, and it still has like the, you know, the horror thriller aspects to it, but it's really more of like yeah. a psychological thing. And then so about that point in the movie, like at some point in the middle, I'm like, I don't like this movie. But then by the end, <laughs> I liked it again. So yeah. it was definitely a twist and they definitely handled it overall pretty well, I think. Did they get you back into the movie when they, when they, uh, they were trying to go to that, uh, like Tim Heidecker's family's house with uh, what's her face from yeah well, it, Mad Men uh, you know I haven't seen Mad Men but I believe okay you. from uh, Handmaid's Tale you know I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale but I believe right, you from uh, Elizabeth uh, Moss that chick <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> I'm just loving this cutting back uh, between on Hangouts between Jake and Ben. It's just Ben, oh, what about this? And then cut to Jake, oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Cuts back to Ben, what about this? Oh, I haven't seen that one. That should be the name of the podcast. Haven't seen that yet. <laughs> that would actually work out pretty well. Yeah, it's our, it's our offshoot side stories. Haven't seen that yet. Uh, but, okay, so the part where they go back to the White family house and the White family just gets massacred by their own doppelgangers and we find yeah. out that there's more than just this family's do- Is that where they got you back into the movie, that part? Well, that was actually initially where I didn't like it because as soon as they 
Because to me, the, the horror thriller movie was, okay, there's this family, and they, you know, they go out to this vacation house, and they're under attack by their own doppelgangers, and it's scary, you know, they, they did a really good job of making it, you know, it, they, they, they set up a really good setting for that, yeah. and then when you find out creepy, that, oh my way. god, there's doppelgangers for everyone, my initial reaction was like an eye roll, and like, geez, that's stupid. Okay. But then, um, so it wasn't until they... Hands Across America? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> it, it wasn't really until they they dealt with that, like the, 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 the white family's doppelgangers, and then they like left and, you know, and resolved stuff after that. That's when I really was mm. like, you know what, I, I do like what they went for on this. Still definitely some complaints just from like, and I know it's, you know, it's not the kind of movie that you should be picking apart logically. For things sure. but there were definitely some things that i'm like this makes no sense like what do you have an example just like where did they premise? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, if they have you know 300 million doppelgangers living secretly mm. in sewers underneath the u.s where did they get 300 million jumpsuits that's question number them? one they had years My to make these question number one and i'm gonna get back to the picking it apart logically i I don't feel that strongly about it anymore. I left feeling mm. pretty strongly about it. But <laughs> ignore the jumpsuits. Ignore the scissors. Who is taking the time? Think back to the carnival scene where they're showing everything being recreated down below. Like, yeah. who is taking the time to meticulously give the doppelgangers props so that they can properly act out? Who gave <laughs> doppelganger bet they- dad a beer can? So that he yeah. could shake it around while he's walking around in the halls down there. That's what I hate. They have some props mm. and some they don't. And it's just it just doesn't make sense when you think about it like and, and the fact that the floor space wasn't the same. So how could people down below take the same motions as people up above when uh. you know, someone would be running into a wall and then it would just disrupt the whole copycat thing of it all. And yes, but, so I I Went on a roller coaster as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it for a lot longer than you did, I think. I enjoyed it until they started, like, giving backstory to the doppelgangers. And then in the movie, it totally took me out of it. Like, I, I'm i definitely more nitpicky than most, I would suppose. But, like, I don't see how this couldn't drive anyone crazy. Like, this, the basic premise didn't make sense. And <laughs> then... Uh, so I, I, like, left annoyed. I left uh, ranting about it, just, like, thinking of every single thing that that doesn't make any sense in this. But uh, then I just kind of, like, I, I talked to some people about it, and I thought about it, and I just realized, like, they didn't even attempt to, to explain it, like, to make it make sense. It was just mm-hmm. about how it looked. And, yeah. uh... About it just being this, like, crazy, wild thing that happened. And then yeah. it, it made me enjoy it more. Just, like, like hearing literally that Peel uh, basically said, uh, I wasn't concerned with it, that. I, I didn't care about it. That's not what this movie's about. And yeah. just being like, all right, then. Like, that's your prerogative. Like, it's then that's not what this movie's about. That's not what it's for. Just, like, forget about those parts. Right. Personally, right. I but- wish they wouldn't have done it. Uh but, or just said that there was like a, a mythical, like a, a supernatural like explanation. 
But mm-hmm. once I just, like, said, okay, I don't care about that, I went back to enjoying the movie for, like, A, the, like, the tension and everything that it set up and, like, the enjoyable experience you had throughout the movie and, B, like, all of the symbolism that you can pick out of it and think about. Uh, mm. You know, the it, it is not grounded in any kind of logic or reality, but just, like, don't worry about it and you'll still have a good time. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. I looked at it as, like, a really long Twilight Zone episode which got me more pumped for Twilight Zone coming out that weekend. Uh, and I enjoyed it the whole way. I didn't worry about any of the logical problems with it. I just tried to enjoy it the whole time. I thought the trailer did a really good job setting it up as a horror movie. Like, yeah. I thought I was going to be terrified the whole time. So I was yeah. already on edge coming into the theater, which helped build the suspense throughout the whole movie, even though there wasn't that many, like, horror, jump scare, frightening moments. But there was yeah. just this fear throughout the whole thing this like underlying fear that i think the trailer did a great job of setting up so i was on edge from the yeah i i'd say actually it it actually deserves props for that um there's it's it's a very well done trailer which you don't see too much Mm. of anymore it it did exactly what it needed to do it got people interested in the movie and it set the tone for the movie but it still left a lot of the movie so that it made you want to go see it but then it didn't give away anything of the movie itself so exactly. props to props for that trailer. It did a good job. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that they didn't give away any of the like lightning up of the tone. Uh, right. And and I love that part. I, I actually disagree a little bit in that like when they got to like the the, the White family's house, like I mm. actually like the tension relaxed a little bit, but I really enjoyed them just like like normalizing this insane yeah. situation uh and just like it let you relax and then it came back but yeah. uh i really enjoyed that part, aspect of it definitely uh what do you think this movie was trying to get across what do you think the, like, the symbolism was getting at i think the biggest thing they were getting at was uh how with obviously with the mother but with basically every one of them how uh the person that you think of as the other isn't actually that far away from you and it's just a mm. situation situational thing uh like any one of them could have been swapped out and been turned into the other instead of the normal person mm-hmm. uh and I, think I think that was huge yeah uh and i got some of that but listening to st- uh people discussing afterwards i think uh they pointed out that that's something that very specifically we're dealing with right now with uh you know a lot of immigration worry and and uh mm-hmm. a lot of nationalism uh mm-hmm. so someone I, I i got the connection of that i got in the movie i got the the idea but uh, i didn't quite connect it to uh current politics until right. someone had pointed it out yeah. to me but then it really clicked yeah, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's kind of the yeah. it's kind of the same thing that happened to me, you know, because you you get that because you know because they have that twist and and it was weird because it was something that like while watching the movie, you know, I had I had considered it a couple times during the movie, like oh they got swapped, but never enough for me to actually believe it, and I was still shocked when they revealed, you know, oh you know this is a, you know they had been swapped a long time ago, so the whole time the other was up in the real world and meanwhile the you know the girl who was born there got swapped underneath and then yeah. so, so i don't know so it it kind of 
I guess agrees with that and that you know it's you know it really could just be anyone you just you know it's a matter of what situation you're put into but and then yeah, yeah afterwards when I was looking into it and you see a lot of you know a lot of people were saying oh you know this is you know this is how it compares to modern politics and race issues and things like that and I'm like yeah I, I can see that now but yeah it's not something yes. that I thought about because honestly in the movie it was just mostly just a movie I enjoyed so Right. Yeah, I felt like this rising middle class, lower class kind of story coming from these shadow figures who were connected to the the people living the good life and the rich life, but they were only they were connected like only in the smallest of ways. Like they just they didn't even the people who were living their good life didn't know they existed. And then they show up out of nowhere and try to like take over everyone's good life. And it was really I thought that was a really cool thing to see and a really interesting way to do it and have that discussion on a movie. Uh, and they did a really good job of not being, like, too blunt, too obvious, or too, like, heavy-handed with it, which I think would have yeah. turned me off completely. It wasn't preachy in, by any means. Right, and that is just so well done. And I think that's hats off to Jordan Peele for putting that together because that was really well done. The main actor, all of them, were amazing. Uh, I think both parts. Yeah, I think she should get an Oscar nomination yeah. for this. Like she yeah. actually destroyed this. Yeah, I would. I would like to shout her out too because that's probably one of the best acting performances I've seen in a long time. That was really. Oh good. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was like. That was so good. That, that was the her voice haunted me for a couple days. Like that was the part that stuck with me is for fear, it was the way that she talked. Oh. Would you watch this again, knowing what you know now? Like, would you? Do you think you'd get a better experience out of it? Oh yeah, I I think it's the kind of movie you know, because there are movies that you see once, you know, and you get the gist. There are movies that you can watch over and over, and it's still enjoyable. And then mm-hmm. there are movies where you watch them once, and then when you watch them again, you're almost seeing a different movie. And I haven't seen totally. it twice, but this is one of those movies where if you were to watch it again, you'd be seeing a different movie. Right. Because I think knowing he, yeah mm-hmm. knowing the twist the whole time would make it I think a better watch the second time around like it's not like M Night Shyamalan movies where like oh this is gonna happen all the time I think watching the way she interacts with everybody would be way more interesting knowing what you know now because there's like subtle hints to it throughout the movie that I think I probably would have missed but knowing how it ends I would pick them up and find more interest in the movie yeah I'm curious I. I... I would honestly want to like watch it again and then say whether I got more out of it because I agree with you that those things you would you would pick those things out, but uh, I'm curious whether that would improve the experience of the movie. I think if nothing else, the symbolism would change. It would change from this story of like a rising rising middle class to like the true story of capitalism. Like I'm gonna get mine, so you can't get yours, but I'm gonna flip it on you. Like, I think that's what the story was more about if you watch it from her point of view the whole time, knowing yeah. what she is or who she is. And I think that would just change the whole tone of what you're getting out of it. So, uh, what drink would you serve with this movie? I would serve a cheap cognac because it is a shadow of Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, I would serve a screwdriver, because I think that would be a good tool to use in this movie, if you were going to murder <laughs> a shadow person. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, and they'd be great. And you think it's orange juice, but it's actually vodka. So it's <laughs> <pretty> hard. <laughs> and those things are commonly confused. 
Yeah, dude. Oh, this orange <laughs> juice is great. Why can't I drive? This sucks. <laughs> uh, I said of... that I would have a uh, some kind of microbrew IPA. Uh, it's well crafted. <laughs> it's complex, but it leaves an aftertaste. <laughs> and then right, later, when right. someone asks you how it is, you're like, you're like, it was pretty good. I, I yeah. liked it, and you forget about the aftertaste part. And if you're an affluent <laughs> white person, you have to say you like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's good. I like that a lot. So uh, what would you give us on a rating of 1 to 10? I'd give it I'd give it a 7 or an 8. Probably yeah. an 8. Yeah, 7.5 for me. Yeah, 7 out of 10. Yep. And you'd, I assume you'd recommend it to a friend. Yes. yes. Okay, good. All right, that was us. Let's move on to Captain Marvel, everyone's least favorite <sighs> Avenger. <laughs> All right, Nate, go ahead. Uh, what do you think about Captain I, Marvel? I, I wish I could see your videos so I could make sure that you put quotations around Avenger. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. It's it's tricky. I, I left Captain Marvel simultaneously, like, annoyed, ambivalent, and kind of satisfied i mm -hmm. i enjoyed the movie as like a i enjoyed like the quips in the movie like i enjoyed the marvel humor uh i enjoyed the action reasonably well i really liked the twist that they did with the kree uh i actually really liked that because i i thought i knew where the movie was going and they they actually really fooled me on this one yeah uh, that was really they good took it somewhere creative and interesting um the issue is, like, not an issue that Marvel typically has, but I just didn't care about Captain Marvel at all. I did not care oh, wow. about Brie Larson's character. Uh, I still don't. It's because she's a woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, is it that she's too powerful? Is it, like, the Superman no, problem? No, that's, that's, I mean, that's annoying only because it means they have to work around it in, like, every other Marvel movie. Yeah. I didn't enjoy the, the characterization. I didn't think she was interesting. I think mm. every other character in that movie was interesting, and she was not. Hmm. Uh, like, the speech that her friend gives her is, like, incredible. Uh, and even the little daughter is, like, more interesting than she is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's kind of just like a bland uh, superhero put forth in this great universe it was that it's, left it nothing and they just got like every part of the marvel formula right even the parts that they or even even parts that marvel movies normally get wrong like having mm. a bad villain i mean the main the main cree or uh damn it i can't get my my races correct uh <laughs> they're all the, the same the the yeah the, the alien the cree are are the original the the shit Come back. The to other me. people. The the yeah. captain. The captain. Like the, who you yeah. could probably consider the main antagonist wasn't very interesting. Yep. Um, but but like yeah, the, and Jude Law was really not very good in that. I didn't no, think. surprisingly, like you know, I was yeah. excited when I saw. Ah yes, okay. The scroll. The scroll yeah. villain that they 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 did the twist uh, was was very interesting, uh, and I loved how they changed that character around and mm -hmm. up. Upon a second watching, notice that like he's not really being that evil. Yeah, right. Uh, 
So yeah, it's they got that right, and they got the side characters really good, and they mm-hmm. got the Marvel comedy down, and they got some good action, but they just like, it's like they didn't even try to give her good dialogue. Uh, they didn't try mm-hmm. to give her a characterization. Like my biggest pet peeve is when people, uh, shout exposition at you, or and characterization, and. The funniest thing I heard about this movie was uh, that they spent the entire movie telling Captain Marvel to stop being so emotional, and she is literally the least emotional <laughs> Marvel superhero we've ever seen. Yeah, she. she it was just stoic. like this blank stare a yeah. lot of the times, and uh, maybe a smirk. She went. She right. she transitioned from blank stare to smirk between scenes. <laughs> The director was like, oh, tone it down, right? Calm down. <laughs> Stop being okay. so I'll, emotional. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this for her because every other... It, she's come in very late to the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. She's come yep. in in a very established universe. It's been wildly successful. And for the most part, everyone has made their characters. Uh, you know, you can... I mean, especially Robert Downey Jr. You know, obviously he's the, the prime example of that. But for the most part, you can look at most... Marvel heroes, and you can say, wow, they did such a good job, they really made that hero. And then so for her to come in, and she did fine, you know, mm-hmm. but she, but really it was it was more just about the movie. At this point, Marvel has nailed that formula. That was a, it was a good Marvel movie, you know? It, they, they did a good job. It was a fun superhero movie to watch, but yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I, when I went into that, I didn't really know anything about Captain Marvel, except that, you know, she's just busted and you know she's not really superman marvel superman but she's kind of something similar sure and and when i left that's it's kind of the same thing i have like she's for for the movie being about her she really didn't make much of her own presence known Mm -hmm. and then yeah yeah she was kind of like a side character in her own movie yeah i don't know if it was like the complications of her character itself that made it difficult like Half her storyline was some flashback she was trying to figure out. Yeah. As we were. And I don't know if that pulled me out of it because I couldn't care enough about some ghostly images that all of a sudden became clear. Or if it's the fact that they just wrote her into this brown paper bag, brown paper bag bullshit that just didn't make any sense for her character. Like yeah. she, she had no pulse, I felt like. Yeah. And so like, so like it's, it's a cool character. Like Captain Marvel is a cool character. And she did a fine job, but for whatever reason, it's just, you know, you don't come away from that saying, wow, she's so cool as Captain Marvel, you know? It's like, yeah, it was just right. it was another good Marvel movie. To me, that's what it was. That was It was another good Marvel movie. And they're all pretty much good, but, and that one was good too. But it was interesting because I was almost looking for more character, uh, like I was almost looking for more characterization of her out of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was hoping they'd, they'd do more with it. Yeah. Do you think that Brie Larson being such a strong actress was a problem because you thought she would do so much more with it and then you get let down by the writing that she's given to work with? Or is it something else? Honestly, I I think she did fine. I don't I wouldn't blame the writing and I wouldn't blame her. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't really pinpoint where I think the weakness of it is. Is the weakness the fact that it's the 30th superhero movie in the last 10 years? 
I think that might be it. You know, and, and that's the thing, like, is as much, like, you know, because if you compare that to if this movie had come out, uh, you know, it, when superhero movies were first becoming a thing, I think yeah. my review of it would be better. But the fact is, it's just an extremely well-polished superhero origin movie. And we've yeah. we've seen a lot of those from Marvel lately. And, you know, so so that's what you're comparing it to. And then so a lot of the things it did really well, it's just sort of, you know, yeah, it's this again. I disagree with the reasoning of it being the 30th superhero movie. Uh, I... I'm not disagreeing with you, and I understand uh-huh. superhero fatigue, and I can yeah. sympathize, but I don't have superhero fatigue. I'm well, still yeah. excited for upcoming movies, sure. and I just wasn't excited by this one. Like, we talked about, mm. like, superhero movies are just their own genre now. Uh, that's just an accepted fact of the world. There are going to be good ones and bad ones, and they are yeah. going to be ones with different flavors, and this just, in particular, like... I do agree with the statement that, like, if this was one of the first superhero movies that came out, the review would probably be better because there's a lot of new things we haven't seen. But mm-hmm. the bar is just higher in that you can't just make yeah. a stock movie without anything that makes it unique. Uh, it'd be mm-hmm. like, just like, I don't know, in the in the days of, like, Westerns just pumping out, like, a stock yeah. Western movie. Like, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch, yeah. but, like, it it's, didn't bring anything to the table. I, I feel like this movie is, like, a, a good... Vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's there, but there's nothing, it's good, but there's nothing unique about it. There's nothing that you're like, oh, wow. It's just, it's just a quality movie, but there's nothing about it. And it has too much competition from, you know, the studio that's, the, the studio that made it is the one that made all the other movies that you're like, wow, you know, this one's better, this one's better. Right. So, so th- that's it- what's dragging this movie down. It does kind of stand out that I feel like you could plug in any Marvel character and it would be the same movie. Like, it would be the exact same plot. Yeah. You'd have to change, like, the superhero parts of it, like, the powers that they have. But it, it you could plug Iron Man into this movie and it would feel the same. You could plug Thor into this movie and it would feel the same. You could plug anybody. Black Panther in this movie and it would feel the same. That might be the problem. It's like a cookie-cutter approach. There's nothing Captain Marvel about it. Uh, and I don't, I mean, I don't know much about Captain Marvel, but I feel like I don't know any more after seeing that movie. I knew she was like an Air Force pilot and that's it. I, yeah, I think that's and- putting the nail on the head. I think going with an origin story was a weird choice because Captain Marvel, like, you know, everyone is describing her as OP, but like she is, uh, you know, as we see in Endgame, like she is a, a space, like one of the space Marvel heroes. Like she yeah. is dealing with threats that are on a different scale. And right. grounding her in Earth made it impossible to do that. Like, what would yeah. be Captain Marvely about it would be going up against an insanely OP villain, mm-hmm. uh, and just like having huge colossal like universe stakes battles. But we couldn't do that because we would just blow up Earth and in the and that's and, it. Yeah, like, as, as a byproduct of a single swing of somebody. Yeah. yeah. I think she would have been better served to be like introduced in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie or something like that. Like she would be better off as like the galactical inter- introduction rather than like you said the earthbound one even though that's her story is like this earthbound person that gets taken and then turned into something else but and i mean we had but, enough flashbacks we could have still seen some earth stuff uh yeah had some a couple 90s jokes and then moved on uh <laughs> and yeah just like had the rest of the movie in space and i i do i still hold out hope that that's what they'll do and 
But yeah. they need to do that and listen to the criticism that, like, Captain Marvel needs more characterization. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, when you ask, like, blaming the writers or the actor, I... I blame both. I don't, I don't, I can't not blame either. I blame both because I can't think of a line that she got in that movie. But also, unless the director was constantly telling her to stop emoting, she also <laughs> yeah. did not emote. Right. Yeah, she was, I mean, it's, and it's almost tough because, you know, she has to be this, this strong, super powerful woman. And then so she ends up, you know, just being so stoic, but without, us as the audience knowing her character hmm. i don't know it just it just came out weird i will say this i'm i'm i think she i think she's a good fit for captain marvel i think i'm definitely excited to see more captain marvel i was super excited to see more of her in endgame didn't see as much of her as i wanted to mm-hmm. but i'll still be excited to see her again do you think so, the fact that we didn't see her a lot but she kept mentioning she was in fighting the bigger fight isn't that yeah. kind of what we're saying here should happen? Yeah, because she's, yeah, she she really is like you know she's, in like this whole time you know when they're like where were you and she's like well you know Earth's not the only planet and all that and it's like mm-hmm. well that's that's probably where where she's off just being a badass is just off in random parts of the universe doing things and right, which is where she needs to be right yeah yeah I agree I mean I want to see that. What would make you want to see Captain Marvel 2 other than it just coming out? The things that we were talking about, like having it be space-focused uh, or having it post-endgame. Yeah, or, having it not yeah. be Earth-focused, having her go up against just some overwhelming odds. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, yeah, I, I want to... Because mm-hmm. I, I still don't know who Captain Marvel is. Like, as someone yeah. who didn't know who Captain Marvel was really before the movie... I, I had a very, very surface knowledge of her. I I still don't know anything about her. I want to know what she can do. And I I want to see more of her personally. Right. And I think struggle. if they did, like... Yeah. Yeah, she I, has to struggle. I yeah. think that's that's going to be something that you can only accomplish by, by going into space. And I, I think it's what will need to happen. Like, it'll kind of be like Origin Story 2.0. And I, I do think that they were constrained a lot by the Marvel Universe... Because she had to have her powers before Endgame, so she had to have like her full powers coming out of this movie. But like, mm-hmm. uh, they they could still have her go up against something that's harder to face uh, in the next movie, and then still see some struggle in like coming into her own of something that she can't just punch in the face with her radioactive hand and and win. Yeah. I thought if they did more of a Star Trek approach, it would have been good. Like start in the beginning on Earth. He's just kind of a dickhead doing his thing. Chris Pine is. And then the whole rest of the movie is him figuring it out in space. And that's how we got to know the character was through him figuring it out in space. And I think if they did that with Captain Marvel, it'd be a much more interesting story. Like, don't do the flashbacks the whole way through. Give me 15 minutes of this origin part where we get a little bit to know about the Doctor and then reveal the Doctor part later and then you're done. And then you just do everything else in space. I think that would have been a lot more interesting. Uh, So, out of 10... What do you give Captain Marvel? I give it a seven. I think Six. it's still good. I think everyone yep. should still watch it. It's um, it's a standard Marvel superhero flick to me. It's mm-hmm. it's an integral part of the story. I think you should watch it just because I think everyone should watch all the 
you know, all the main Marvel movies. And it's good, but it's nothing special. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I do say, uh, I don't think it's an integral part of the story. I think if, wow. you, if you miss this movie and saw Endgame, you'd be fine. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would not have missed a thing. But I, I do I do advocate that everyone should watch them all. So I, I still I still recommend it, but I, I don't think I think the word What if I haven't strong. seen Thor Ragnarok? Well you missed like three. What does characters. that have to do with anything? Oh, as in just whether Thor Ragnarok's integral? Yeah. Oh, I, I think Thor Ragnarok's integral because it changed who Thor was. Yeah, I was pretty seriously. surprised. <laughs> I didn't see Ant I didn't see Ant Man and the then. Wasp and I don't think I missed anything. No, I agree with that. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. I even forgot about that one. Yeah, there's like some time travel thing, and that's all. I, I whatever. I don't care. They figured it out. Uh, I, I'll give it a six. I'll go with Nate. I think it's it's fine. I mean, I I, I don't think a Marvel movie is gonna go below six. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so it's not you DC. think it's among the worst of Marvel movies? It's above yeah, Iron Man I, three. What would you give the original Hulk? Oh, I don't even think about it as a Marvel movie. Uh, I haven't watched it. Yeah, there's it been no Hulk time. Marvel movie as far as we're yeah, concerned. Hulk, Hulk's story was told through the other Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, the original Hulk, to be clear, would be would get a three. It would be just above Alita. <laughs> Man, it'll get a three for three hours long. <laughs> uh, what drink would you pair with Captain Marvel? I have uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade because it's like women are participating too. <laughs> I put O'Doul's beer because it tastes like beer and it looks like beer, but you don't really get anything out of it. I had uh, a rum and coke, but the coke is flat. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you'll still drink it, and it'll get like, the job done. But I ain't gonna waste this rum, but fuck me, man. <laughs> <laughs> We've all drank flat rum and cokes. Oh my god, every fucking Saturday. All right, so <laughs> let's switch gears just for a second before we get into Endgame. The Toy Story Four trailer came out, uh, and it's it brought up some questions for me about animated movies that need sequels. Because there's some animated movies that get tons of sequels and some that get absolutely none. So what is an animated movie that you guys have that you think needs a sequel? I put, and I thought of this one immediately, I think WALL-E needs a sequel. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, WALL-E Wall -E came out of nowhere. It was completely original. Mm. Uh, and then... You know, it was really good, and it it had a it had a resolution, but they still had this world of, essentially this world of, this that was completely different. This world of conflict, I'll call it, and uh, and the movie ends with everyone like resolving, okay, we're gonna do this better, but then the movie ends. So you mm. know, we could see a sequel about that. I did jot down some notes about what I think a sequel might look like. Ooh. Um, say say Eve her AI goes rogue. Oh, and, evil and Evie? Yeah, yeah. The oh. humans are forced to outfit Wally with weapons of war to fight her, and then Wally must learn about the horrors of war by <laughs> fighting his his love. You're so evil. So it's saving Private Evie? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I really like that idea. I would watch. I would watch that. That would be great. 
I think the the whole like conflict of and it gets into a lot of like AI and whether or not like AI can be evil if we made it kind of thing yeah. and can it turn evil uh, and I think that's a really cool interesting point like we've already given up on earth so the whole like we're gonna save earth global warming thing is dead in the water that's fine I quit recycling a year ago so we can move on from that I but never started AI is the next thing we can really get behind and worry about for a while before it kills us all so I like that idea a lot <laughs> Nate, what do you got? What's your animated movie? So, what I is it Wally? It I I put Wally, but uh, actually, as a with the qualification that I would watch another Wally movie. Like hmm. I would be excited if I heard that they were coming out with another Wally movie. I don't think it needs a sequel. Uh, and my real answer is I I can't think of an animated movie that needs a sequel. Like hmm. the word needs. Uh, I can't think of anything that I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could see that. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, just popped in my head. The closest I could come is Ready Hero 6. But I don't even know mm. if that, if there's enough of it for it to to really warrant a sequel. Uh, mm. But but that said, either one, B- Big Hero 6 or Wally, I would be excited if I heard there's a sequel. I'd absolutely go see it. But, like, I don't feel like they're missing anything. Uh, and And the ones that are coming out now, like, also, it's same. I'm 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 excited for Toy Story four. Uh, I'm gonna go see it. Toy I want to cry in theaters again. Didn't disappoint, but like, I I don't think it needs a sequel. Sure. I think mm-hmm. we could move on. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, fair. yeah. I think I'd agree with all that. Uh, I'm gonna say one that I personally have wanted a sequel for forever, just because I think the world is could be so interesting where where it started. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, because it opens on the scene with the. Mm doors and the trees to different uh holidays and i think going uh, to yeah it does like uh easter or some other holiday would be a really cool thing to do with that characters you're absolutely it's, it's right easter. We, we don't just it's, want that we, easter. we we need it all right <laughs> I, I need to Crucify. know what happens Crucify. with thanksgiving yeah it's just a bunch of turkeys running around like they're gonna cut our heads <laughs> off <laughs> 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 and then Jack Skellington's like like this and then takes his head off and they go <laughs> stuff themselves. Shout outs to Turkey. Yeah, dude. The un- the forgotten foul. <laughs> the unsung foul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the end of the podcast, which means it's endgame time. Uh, if you haven't seen Endgame, stop, watch Endgame, come back here. Uh spoilers ahead sure, so that way we all know a bit. yeah we did i said spoilers at the beginning but just in oh, case yeah, they made it this did. far yeah like let's if someone's during this far like yeah yeah you don't care it's, yeah you're passively it's, it's listening happened. at this point Tony's and dead. you deserve all to right. get spoiled no <laughs> yeah like we all knew it yeah like full-on bruce dead. willis is a ghost the whole time <laughs> <laughs> you would cast him as a ghost wouldn't you hmm i'd cast him in everything alfred pennyworth Bruce Willis. Oh no! All right. Just so, a side note from today, yeah. uh, I love how intense the Marvel universe is getting. That I don't know if you saw the the Spider-Man trailer that dropped uh, yep. today, but they literally have to start the trailer with a warning yeah. that says, "If you haven't seen Endgame, there are spoilers for Endgame." And then the and very first scene immediately coming out. Yeah, That's the very like first scene finished. for the trailer is just fucking spoiler galore. All right. Uh, so it's pretty obvious I'm not a huge superhero movie fan anymore. I'm just kind of done with them. But 
this movie, I thought, did a hell of a job completing the story that they were telling for the last 10 years. And I found it really enjoyable. It had me emotionally connected the whole time. Like, I felt the whole movie. There were moments of meh, but I mean, with a three-hour movie, that's going to happen. But I think on the whole, this movie did nothing but satisfy me for everything I've seen up to this point. And I know that that's a lot of personal nostalgia put into it. And that could be what might have uh, clouded some of my like objective judgment on the movie. But I think for what they had to do to make this satisfying, they did a really, really good job. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's going to see this movie and A, argue that nostalgia doesn't play a part, B, agree that that's not what they were going for, and C, like, think it wasn't a good idea. Like, yeah. This yeah. movie was a victory lap. Uh, if you have never seen a Marvel movie, or if you don't care about the Marvel movies, then you're not going to enjoy it, mm-hmm. but everyone else in the world is going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact is a huge number of people have at least seen most of the Marvel movies. And and this is what wraps it up. And it does it as well or better than most of the Marvel movies along the line. Like, it does a great job, and it sort of ties everything together. So, I mean, for the most part, unless you're, you know, one of the point zero zero one percent of the population that hasn't been watching Marvel movies, then this, this movie's amazing. Yeah. Uh... So specifically speaking, what parts did you guys enjoy about this movie? I'll say right right off the bat, I, I like some of the random interactions between mm-hmm. some of the, you know, because, you know, they're all characters that, you know, some of them we love, some of them we love to hate, whatever. But it's, you know, it's it's an ensemble movie. So sure. we're seeing, you know, these characters that we know come together and interact for the first time, and a lot of those interactions are pretty cool. And then mm-hmm. the other main thing is they do a they do a good job with action. You know, you got to hand it to Marvel Studios, like their their action scenes are top notch, and this movie was no different. Yeah, the big climactic fight at the end, when that started, and you just saw like hundreds of portals open up and all the characters from the last movies coming in. That was yeah amazing to watch that was absolutely fantastic i do like how quickly they got into the action it was the first five minutes you knew how this movie was going to go and it even though there were many slow parts they were purposeful they weren't long and they brought you nicely into the next action scene or death or whatever they were trying to bring you into and i do appreciate that that. yeah because i mean it was three hours long and no time to waste you know yeah, yeah. The pacing felt right, even though it was a three-hour movie, which is really, really hard to pull off. Yeah. I think my my two favorite general classes of things were uh, a like playing with your expectations, still managing to surprise surprise us with things. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the first scene, uh, Hawkeye's family, we were just like, oh. Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like. I didn't think you could twist the knife harder. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, right. yeah every, like, they, they really had to play with this idea that, like, uh, A, everyone knew it was the conclusion. Everyone's outside of this movie universe knows that, like, 
Iron Man and Captain America probably aren't going to be in it anymore, so they have to conclude those stories in a way that's still, like, satisfying. And, and, and for more intense fans, like, they even had ideas about specifically things that were going to happen, and they still mm-hmm. had to make those entertaining. Uh, like, I wouldn't have bet solid money that Cap was going to, like, wield uh, Thor's hammer, but I, I would have bet some money. Uh, yeah. And we pretty much knew that Tony was going to die. And they still managed to, like, present these things in ways that really made you care and still made you, like, wonder what was going to happen. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, they brought everyone back, but Thanos came back again. Like, there's there's still a, a certain level of uncertainty. Uh, obviously, like, the intro sequence of them just, like, taking Thanos out... Uh, I don't know how many people saw that coming, but I certainly yeah. didn't. Like, right. that was pretty yeah. incredible. To, to start the movie off like that? Uh, and the second class of things that I really liked was, like, them showing how much the main characters have really changed. Uh, possibly my favorite of them was, was Captain America fighting young Captain America. And that was just, awesome. like, yeah. rolling his eyes at him. And just being like, Jesus Christ, this guy. Uh, <laughs> it's... And just seeing him be, like, uh, you know, a little wilier and smarter uh, and how he t- was dealing with things. And, obviously, uh, Tony Stark as well, like, the his interactions with his dad just showing, like, him really, like, closing the loops on all of his character development, like, over the course of ten years. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that was really well done. Uh, I thought that the way that they used each of the characters was very purposeful outside of, like we said earlier, Captain Marvel seemed kind of left behind maybe, uh, in this movie. Um, but if, if the problems that we had with Captain Marvel's movie was that it was earthbound, the fact that she was off fighting in other realms should make us happy. Right. I mean, it, it should, but we didn't get to see any of it. Like, well, you know, we, we ended Captain Marvel, like, you know, moderately unsatisfied with Captain Marvel herself. And then we start the Avengers and she just shows up. And, you know, we, we've seen all of these Marvel movies, you know, from beginning to end. And, you know, and clearly 90% of these situations could have been resolved from Captain Marvel very, very easily. Uh, but then, and she just shows up and yeah, and she's like, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been elsewhere and you know, there's other planets besides earth. And so it, it lets you know, but it doesn't do a good job of showing you anything more about Captain Marvel other than, you know, kind of what you already know, you know, that she's busted and that she's been elsewhere. I, I struggle with the idea that, um, uh, of where they can go from here. I think they did a lot of handoffs, which I'm not sure are going to work out. Not because of the characters, but because of the the amount of thought we put into the current characters. And I think recycling them... It, I mean, it's what comic books have always done, right? But comic book movie enthusiasts might not have the same appetite for that. And it'd be interesting to see what they how they deal with that. Because if you get another reboot and another restart... It's tough to handle. Uh, but like we said earlier, Spider-Man's kind of the the, the torchbearer. That might make it a little more tolerable. So 
the handoffs that you saw, which ones give you the most pause and which ones are you most excited for? I start with like I completely agree with you that if if Marvel Phase Four is a bunch of uh, new people taking up the mantles but not doing anything effectively different, then they're gonna lose it. Yeah. And like uh, even I'll uh, yeah that's what the comic books do. But like the the comic books, those those characters that are handed off are already really well established a lot of times. Or mm-hmm. or they take up the mantle, but it's. A completely different person like they're they're not they're only the same character in name uh like yeah. iron heart taking over iron man they're not the same character at, in any way shape or form right so uh and so if if they just have people taking over uh the example i'd give is is sam taking over the the mantle of captain america mm. uh like if they just do another captain america story then they're not going to get any traction with that but mm-hmm. if and I, and I don't know Sam that well in the comics, but if uh, they do something totally different with it, uh, then I think they'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like I, I'm trying to think of the other characters who have like a direct handoff. You know, there's been hints. People have Thor handed that, off. Like Thor. Well, Thor's going off into like the Guardians, which sounds great. Uh, I don't yeah. know if Valkyrie will get a movie or if she's just gonna become, you know, the queen of New Asgard. Yeah, right. Uh, like Thor's still gonna be around. It seems like for a little while. I'm just thinking of like Young Avengers. Someone pointed out that like basically a lot of the Avengers have younger counterparts. I mean, Tony's got a daughter, and he's got Peter. Uh, mm-hmm. Ant Man has a daughter that's older now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawkeye had his his daughter was uh, training with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, if they did a Young Avengers, that'd be interesting. But if they just have all these characters like grow up and take over the same role, then yeah, I agree that they're not going to get anything. But if they have like the characters do something, if, if they have them be maybe similar powers, but a completely different character, mm-hmm. then I think that's what people will care about. And I also yeah, I think, think the biggest thing going for them is that they have so much confidence to just do anything they want. Like, there's no more being cautious about the weirdness of the universe right. uh, at all. Like, right. it's like starting over, but starting with all of the credibility instead of none of the credit. Starting with the credibility of, like, what the current Marvel Universe instead of the credibility of, like, one good X-Men movie and the Raimi Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they've got a lot of people's confidence and like people are probably worried about like fatigue but at the same time you got a lot of misses before I'm going to stop going and seeing Marvel movies. Yeah. You got every DC movie that's come out before I'll stop going and seeing Marvel <laughs> movies. So here's the here's phase 4 uh like ones that aren't out yet. Uh they're coming slowly but surely. Let me pull up the list here. Okay, so Spider-Man Far From Home, Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi. Eternals is going to be wild. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that should be one of the more interesting ones that they can do. Uh, it looks like 2020 on that one. Shang-Chi, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, uh, and then X-Men Fantastic Four whenever they can get kind of rolled into it 
but that's what it looks like right now. So it's not a lot of reboots, which is a good sign. I think that's the smart move. I, I mean, I have no illusions that these are, you know, like I, I, I like, I love the writing and directors and the creative directions they take, but like, I have no illusions that there's not boardroom meetings happening where they talk about the strategy of Marvel phase four. Yeah. I'm sure the biggest thing they said was like, we cannot just do a bunch of, you know, sequels in phase four. <laughs> I right. bet they specifically have a bunch of sequels slated for five, uh, that are like, now we can, we've established our credibility again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think they're going to do another Avengers movie in the next six years? I think every phase will end with an Avengers Z movie. Okay. Some collaboration. So, yeah, within like in like three, four years. Yes. Yeah. Post Guardians three. Okay. Are and you? I, they, mm-hmm. I think it'll be an event. I don't think it'll be an Avengers, but like they have so much still to draw from, like Secret Wars. They could do like X Men versus. Uh, the traditional Avengers. They could do mm. so many crazy things. Are you more excited for where Marvel goes or where DC goes right now? Marvel. Yeah, still Marvel. And that's that's just a matter of track record. Like DC, you know, I've I've always liked Marvel more than DC, but mm-hmm. and and you know, just based off their characters, off whatever. But just looking at it as a track record of movies. DC has some work to put in before I'm excited to see a DC movie. So here's the upcoming DC movies, just to give you an idea of the separation. So we have Joker, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 1984, The Batman, A New Suicide Squad, Aquaman 2, and a Flash movie. Most excited to see the new Suicide Squad. Yeah, so much. I really want to see that. First Joker, and then I, I, I'm holding out hope for Suicide Squad. Yeah, I, I just Same. the the way I feel that like a fool. The way that uh, that uh, God, what's his name? He wrote Guardians Three. James Gunn. Yeah, the way he does collaborative movies makes me very excited for Suicide Squad, uh, and I think they'll give him green light for R rating too, which would be perfect for what they need. Yeah. And I think if they go that darker turn instead of trying to be funny like Marvel is, uh, but not dark like Zack Snyder dark, dark like actually interesting dark would be, that would get me to pull into them instead of Marvel. Outside of Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, I, I certainly think that there's the only thing standing in DC's way is, is DC's desperate attempts to make a extended universe. Like, mm. They have a ton to work with, and all it would take for me to get excited to see a movie is a good trailer. Like, I'm excited for the Joker based on the trailer. Yeah. I'm excited for Guardian, or the second sequel, the second Suicide Squad, based just on a director's name. Like, they yep. have so much to work with. They just have to yeah. not fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah We've asked have, them They before. have all the content. They have the characters. They just, mm-hmm. for some reason, have been coming out with mediocre movies, at least compared to Marvel. And really like, the big... Like, yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah, like, if you look at it, Marvel came out with Captain Marvel. If DC had come out with Captain Marvel, I feel like we'd be talking about it differently than, you know? Like, Marvel came out with it and we're like, yeah, this is kind of a disappointment, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it was fine, but, you know? That would be one of DC's best movies mm-hmm. if they came out with that right now. Yeah. It'd be the first two-thirds of Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think DC's advantage is their their villains, the villain lineup that they have, is to me more interesting. I mean, you just said Birds of Prey, Joker, and Suicide Squad yeah. are the only ones we're talking about. Yep, all the antiheroes, bring them in, love it. Just do something with them. Don't make it a superhero movie. Make it a villain movie. Like that's all they have to do. That's what was wrong with Suicide Squad. The first one was they made it a superhero movie. It's like here's this big bad guy that you shouldn't be able to beat, and you're gonna work together to figure it out. No, give me Joker in a carnival. Kill that. Way different. Uh, so let's talk about good and bad in Avengers. I was very very impressed with the way that they sent Tony Stark off. I thought for as much time as they spent on it, I was like emotionally attached to that the whole time. And that was really, really well done. I think that's probably the most complete character transformation that we've seen, just like in the overarching Marvel Universe is mm-hmm. Tony Stark. And, um, and, you know, it comes to fruition completely in, in the uh, endgame because, you know, he starts off and... I mean, you even see a lot of his transformation in the, uh, you know, like in the first Iron Man movie where he goes from this completely selfish, you know, wealth-driven, power-driven man, you know, into into Iron Man, you know, who's, you know, he's more about the people. He's just trying to, you know, he's essentially a hero, you know, he's trying to help people and save them. Uh, and, you know, that, that really comes to fruition then, but, you know, just the fact of, of him being like you know the ultimate sacrifice in the end, I think that that just really wraps up the you know the Marvel saga. Yeah, definitely did a great job of that. What were some moments that stood out to you as groans, missteps, bad moments in this movie? Because there were there de- it's three hours. There's going to be some. What stood out to you? So the, the biggest thing that bugged me was moments that I understand outside of the movie why they were done, but aren't justified. Uh, so and, and the biggest two are, are the long pauses on the initial battle scene, which I've gotten so much disagreement on, but <laughs> the initial battle scene, like, when, when Doctor Strange comes in and opens up all the portals and the characters enter one by one, um, it's just an issue of, like, the movie being so massive in scale, there being so many heroes that have to step onto the field that it took too long. And yeah. I did not audibly groan because I would have been attacked in the theater, but <laughs> I, I was, like, rolling my eyes. I was like, all right, like, starting to check my watch. Yep. Yep. Uh, and the same exact goes for the, the the scene that everyone's aware of where <laughs> all the female superheroes join together. Mm. Again, like, I, I understand it was like a cool payoff moment, like showing just how many female superheroes the Marvel Cinematic okay. Universe has now. Yep. But in within the logic of the movie, there's no reason that they would all be like all the female heroes and only the female heroes come together. Right. And... It's a small complaint. I understand that it's a fantasy movie and logic doesn't necessarily have to come into it and it's worth it for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that I'm like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Like it's it can't be explained with like 
it, it's not that I'm like, oh, this doesn't make sense in a world where there are superheroes and flying. It's that it takes me out of the movie because yeah. I'm waiting for them all to get their close-up shot before we can continue with the action. Right. And they they drive me nuts. Like where we said in the in us. Jordan Peele did it in a way that was very subtle, wasn't heavy-handed. The exact opposite could be said about those kind of moments in this movie. Yeah. It was like, look at how cool we are. Look at how many people we brought forward. Look at how many super... Remember this movie? Remember that movie? Like, all this stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, you can do that in a, if not subtle, like, a fun way. Like, yeah. when they basically time heist, like, you know, tour through the past Marvel movies... Like, when we see the new Battle of New York from a different angle, it's very much like, oh, remember this movie? Yeah. But it's a clip show. still, it's entertaining because, like, the story is happening while we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing new light to it uh, and making it, you know, you're looking at it from a different angle and it's it's funny. Right. Yeah, that was, that was there were some tough moments in there for sure. Uh, Jake, did you have any specific moments in the movie you thought were really good or really bad? Um, it honestly, it stood out to me as pretty consistently solid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that, that weird, like all women scene was awkward. Cause I mean, it just goes back to the argument like, well, you know, if you're, if you're really trying to make the point of like, oh, look at, you know, look at our diversity and inclusion. Like, why would you make a point to have it stand out? Mm-hmm. The fact that it stands out, you know, just kind of shows that you're showing like, oh, look, you know, this is something that shouldn't, that's not the norm. Right, right. But I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't really have any big complaints about Endgame. You know, is is just kind of the solid swan song. I think that this this arc of Marvel was looking for. I think they did a really good job of it. Absolutely. Uh, what would you give it out of ten? A nine. Hmm. Yeah, same. I'd go eight and a half. It's really good. I. 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 I see issues, but I, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like every every issue is paid back two, three times over in payoffs that were worth it. So. Absolutely. Yeah, they did a good job with that. All right. Well, that was another week of Roman cinema. Before we go, we are gonna bring up. Oh, did you guys have drinks to go with this movie? Yes, I had a Long Beach iced tea. Which, if you don't know, it's a Long Island iced tea. Only instead of Coke, you use cranberry juice. Ooh. Because it's it's just like uh, this godlike amalgamation of everything, and it all comes together, and it's delicious. Amazing. I need to start answering before Jake. Uh, <laughs> I just had a Long Island iced tea. It's way too much shit, uh, but it's still somehow good. Yeah. And yep. you have to pee so bad by the time you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I had the exact same thing. That's amazing. Long on iced tea. Uh, before we go, uh, in two weeks we'll do this again. I have three movies picked out, and I pray to God you don't elite me again, both of you motherfuckers. Three movies to pick to watch before our next episode. Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Brightburn, or John Wick 3. I'm going to make every effort to see all three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I definitely think we'll have a lot to say about Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm in favor of that. Uh, but also, if we could squeeze Bright Burn in, 
uh, either I'm, next one or the week after. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Those are the two that I'd really like to see and talk about, I think. All right, Brightburn and Detective Everyone Pikachu. Knows John Wick is going to be awesome, it's, but yeah, it, I doubt there's going to be that much to talk about, honestly. Yeah, like, it's just John Wick, you know? It was fun. He killed people. There was a dog. Cool. <laughs> no, this time it's going to be a cat. No, that was Keanu. <laughs> they already did that. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. <laughs> they already cornered that yeah. market. They, they did it. Jordan Peele did it better. All right. Thanks again for coming in by Rum and Cinema this week. We will see you next time.